Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. I was working in this corporate job and it made sense on paper. I actually had great managers. I had great income, great career trajectory. And all of my friends were kind of just like, this is what quote unquote work is like. And to me, I just, I felt like there was something more. And what I mean by that is not necessarily that like being an entrepreneur is more than working in the corporate world. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur, but for me, I just knew that I was on the wrong path, but I had no idea how to get off that. Even if you have a long distance between where you are now and where you want to go, like that gap is huge. You can still get there if you're willing to start and take those tiny little actions. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lisa. And on today's episode, we have Keisha Fitzgerald. You probably know her from the Empower Her podcast or just social media and everything that she does in life. Mm -hmm. Um, She's your hype girl. And she she empowers her. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Empowers she. You. She, She just gives herself pep talks every morning. She probably does. At the end of our episode, we're like, should we just interview her every day? Every week. We'll be like, do you want to be an honorary member? You can (laughs) be like the paprika. Can I call you? (laughs) Can I get a free FaceTime call from you every day? Every every morning. Um, No, this episode was so good. She's just so encouraging. And it's really nice to have someone like that, too, to be like, oh, my gosh, that's everything I think and even more like you Mm -hmm. even are more and you push harder and you encourage people and yeah lately I'm just like everybody just needs to shut up and do it I'm just getting more and more annoyed I noticed that (laughs) about you I'm just like everyone just shut up (laughs) because it's like come on guys what are you doing you're not happy change it you know and that's what that's what she does with her show and she includes people and brings them along and it's just that's what we need selfishly I loved having her on um to encourage us yeah but uh, we weren't as selfish and just asked her questions about ourselves. Anyone in any aspect of your life can listen to this. You can be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, You could matter. be single, um, just working your day-to-day normal job that you're not excited about. Or you're pursuing your dreams mm-hmm. um, and you're really killing mm-hmm. it. Like everyone has something to get from Keisha. And so... Um, definitely go to the show notes, check out all of her stuff, but first listen to this episode. Yes. Um, so my current obsession is thrift shopping. Yep. Because we have gotten so many things and by Mm -hmm. we, we went on a date. Yes, we did. You Mm -hmm. did get more things. You have had a little bit more luck, I think. I don't have good luck when it comes to thrifting, but I did get my Disney sweatshirt. That's great luck. Yeah, but guess where it is? Luck is... Where is it? On Arturo's body because he took it and he stole it and he's been wearing it for three days. (laughs) That's hilarious. He goes... I want it. Can I have it? I'm like, no, you can't have it. He goes, I'll bring it back to you tomorrow. I'm like, no, you Luck won't. Luck has nothing to do with how many. It's how good of a thing. That That's is true. so meant for you. It is meant for me. It is very cute. You did It a was great navy job. blue, though, which is a little unfortunate. I've been. But I like it. I used to hate navy blue. I hate, I've always hated it. Yeah, me too. I, I can't do but, it. But yeah, that's my favorite shirt that you own. That striped navy blue. Oh, the blue. striped one. Yeah, that one's a little bit easier to pair with black, I think, because there's white yeah. in it. When something is a solid navy blue, what do you do with that? Like, what do you actually wear so with it? So I got it? those navy blue plant plants. Plants. We got those navy, navy blue, blue plants. plants. Um. Anyways, I just, either I have a knack or I'm absolutely insane and I just need the high from thrift shopping. And well, everything, all of them fits you. Well, it was they really fit funny. you. I know, they really do fit me perfectly. Um... And I'm talking about pants specifically. I felt like all the pants that I ended up getting just like, it looked like they were made for my body. Pants don't fit me. <laughs> I think you just have to try a ton of different things on to right. figure it That's out. That's why I have six Zara boxes with all black denim jeans. <laughs> I'm like, one of these has it to It was work. really funny when I come back from the pants section, you're like, was there anything good? I'm like, yeah, I have all of them. Yeah, you have all of them and they will fit me I'm perfectly. Like, yeah, I like have, they're made for my I body. I got all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's your current obsession? Um, still in Kanto. 
Still. Still. Aww. every. Did you? Um, okay. This did is what's crazy. Did you know? Um, we Don't Talk About Bruno now finally surpassed as the most played Disney song ever, passing Let It Go from Frozen. What? Yeah. Wait, I'm... I yeah. hate to say I'm so shocked. Well, me too, because Let It Go is more of like your kids are obsessed with it. But what I've heard from most people and Arturo's even talked to people, they're like, we just put we don't talk about Bruno on repeat. And you have to think of the culture that it's surrounding, too. And I think people mm. are just obsessed with it. like some person Arturo was talking to said they go salsa dancing, which, by the way, is so cute. And they play that there. So I'm like, well, this must be a worldwide. Movie. It's I'm the best it literally musically everything about it I don't know how he does it but it's the best yeah it is I've learned every part so I'm learning how to weave my voices in and out to every single part um the only part in my head that's constantly replaying right now oh what's the girl's name who whispers yeah um have you met my cousin Dolores (laughs) (laughs) she uh, she is my my personal bias in the movie I think like all of her parts are so stinking cute so cute and then the part where her and um Maribel Maribel um are doing the little dance thing I know I'm like oh girl I want to learn that part (laughs) oh she's like I associate his name with falling sand (laughs) (laughs) I'm like this is so funny oh my gosh at the end though when he's like um wait what did he say I see you and she goes I hear you he goes let's get married slow down (laughs) like this movie is brilliant so anyway okay still my fave Cut this part out. Yeah. One thing that I'm thinking about is she never hears Bruno through the walls. No, she does. That's why she says at the very end, she goes, I heard him every day. She she goes, I know he didn't leave the herd. I heard him every single day. And I heard him. I associated him with falling sand because his whole room is filled with sand. You have to really listen to the words. His room. But at the very end, he goes, she goes, um... Uh, I knew he never left the herd. I heard him every single day. So she just never said anything, but she always heard him. What? That is crazy. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If you really watch it and you listen to, the, I think, uh, I wish there was more songs on the album, mm-hmm. but there's only like six. And if you listen to them all in a row, it literally just tells the story of the movie, the way that it is. Oh. Yeah. It's genius. just good. It's just so good. Oh, I oh. love that everyone appreciates appreciates it. Like, I it's know. all over TikTok. I Everyone's know. obsessed with oh, it. Oh, it's so good um anyway let's let's hurry up and come on down to the silver lining of the week oh gosh um i've just been in a funk i really don't know what it is i've touched on it i don't know if my depression is back i don't think it's that don't want to say it's that deep um but i only have experience with postpartum depression so maybe i'm having bouts of it Um, but I had a really good, just like real conversation with Zav the other day. I think it's like some home stuff, some of my own things, but not feeling like I, I've been able to verbally process it out loud. Also, I think the winter season, I don't see as many people as often I do during the summer Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm not outside as much. So I think it's a lot of like natural things going on in the world. And then myself. Hmm. So I had a really good conversation with Zav, though. And it doesn't mean we know exactly what's going on. There's not even an answer. But the fact that it's like in the light has given me a lot of hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even like that big of a huge thing. Yeah. But it's just the fact that we were able to communicate that. Communicating out loud for myself mm-hmm. is so important to me. Uh, for me but I forget that I need to do it and then I'm I'm not always given the opportunity to do it Mm -hmm. because I also don't talk that much so it was just one of those things where I started uh loudly verbally processing (laughs) with Zav uh, my husband and it was difficult but the fact that he was hearing me out and hearing me that's really good yeah. Sometimes I think you just have to say everything you're thinking, even if it doesn't make sense, because that happens a lot with Arturo, where I'm like, I just need to talk out everything I'm thinking, even though none of it makes sense and it's not rational, mm-hmm. but I need to talk about what's going on in my head. Yeah. So then you can tell me it's the not rational that I know it's not rational. You right. Know, that type of thing. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you had that. Um, my silver lining is not deep. It's funny. So um, the other day, Arturo and I were watching something and I said something like, it's a secret. And he goes, 
secret cami. And I was like, what is that? And he has a he has knowledge in his brain like a filing cabinet of YouTube videos that I don't know how he has them. I don't know where he pulls them from. He has a video for every conversation, every situation. It doesn't matter. And he goes and he picks up his phone and he types it in and it's an infomercial and it's for a thing called the secret cami. And it's like, oh my gosh, are I you, are you showing too much cleavage, but you don't know what to do. And the thing, you know, the, my mom has those. Yes. The tank top you wear under keeps bunching up, introducing the secret cami. And then it, you know, like it Velcros or whatever on, on your like shirt, clips it clips onto your shirt. Your bra. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I used to wear a cami all the time. Like that used to be a thing, you know, in high school, you mm-hmm. would wear camis. You were like 12 of them underneath stuff. But you wanted it to show. You underneath. wanted it to show. Yes. And then, you know, in, in church, even a V-neck that didn't show cleavage, mm-hmm. you, you wore a cami with a little bit of lace on it from yeah. Aeropostale. Um, and he goes, what's a cami? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like the tank top you wear. It's like a camisole. He goes, that's a thing. I just thought this thing was called the secret camp. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, wait. First of <laughs> all, this so whole funny. situation is so funny. But then the best part is you didn't even you know didn't that even that was a cami. <laughs> so his whole life he just thought the secret cami it was the cami of life, I suppose. My brain went to secret cameo. Like yeah. you're secretly giving No, a it's cameo the secret or? cami. I think we should bring it back. Mm, hard pass. Okay. Um, anyway, so, uh, like we mentioned earlier, we have Keisha Fitzgerald on the show from Empower Her podcast. You can find everything in the show notes below. Um, we really just talk about, it's kind of like what I talk about a lot, but she is, has a lot of energy and she's so fun. So like, I don't even know, like she, everything she says just makes you want to do it even more. Um, and she was just so kind to us, reached out to us by DM, was super down to be on the show. So we're really grateful for her. Um, Um, And if you just need some encouragement, let's uh, dive right into the show. We're here with Keisha Fitzgerald. Do you go by your last name? I feel like you just introduced yourself as Keisha. Yeah, I mean, you can say Fitzgerald if you want, but yeah, there's not many Keishas, so that helps. So that that does help. (laughs) Um, And you're from the Empower Her podcast, and we're so excited to have you. I've listened to your podcast for a really long time, and it's great. And thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm so stoked and I can't wait to dive into all the things. This is going to be so much fun. Of course. Um, so I had a moment today I have to tell you about because I know you would appreciate it. So I yeah. was listening to your podcast with Alex for the, from the third door. Oh, yes, Alex Benayan. I love him. Um, yes. That was, I'm like typing an email to get him on the show as I'm listening. He is, that interview was amazing. But I was thinking about it and I was just like, this is the reason why I started the podcast. Like these types of interviews and like your show, because I just remember listening to these types of podcasts when I wanted to start this in 2018, 19. And it's yep. like listening to an interview like that. I'm like, that's it. Do you want to tell lives. us what the interview is about? So well, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I don't know a ton about him because I just found out about him today. But pretty much he's saying that like finding the third door to get to like your dreams and follow your dreams. And sometimes it's like banging on a window and finding the side entrance and like oh. doing all these different things. And he's just there's so much more to it. But wow. he's so cool. He what's interesting too, I think about this like concept in general is so Alex funded his book um, because he hacked getting on the prices, right? He won the showcase showdown. He won a sailboat and then he used that money to actually like support himself while making this dream of interviewing all these really successful people and chasing them down and all these crazy situations. And then he wrote a book about it. And I think what's really inspiring, at least for me and like what I, why I really wanted to have him on the show at, as like one of my first guests, I reached out to him when I first started my podcast in November of 2018, and it took a really long time to get him on the show. And, um, what I thought was really powerful is it's just like persistence in anything. Like so often society has this timeline and we self-impose these timelines of when things quote unquote should happen or when it's a success, if it happens by X date, but it's like, gosh, I respect and admire people that are just willing to keep going because that persistence and that resilience is and getting like turned down and things not working out and just trying to be creative to make your dreams a reality is just an important lesson that I think everyone can apply and whatever it is that they're working on you know totally yeah I mean it was encouraging hearing his story about um Larry King too because it was so aggressive he like 
basically stalked him in a grocery store. Um, Sounds like something we would do. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is there's been people that we want to have on that we still have never heard from that we're like sending them gifts and making videos and going above and beyond to the point where I'm like, how far is too far? And I'm like, well, I guess until they send you a restraining order, it's not too far. But so good. Yeah. And, and I think what's cool too is like, because most people listening in are not going to connect with that, right? They're not going to be like, oh, I have a podcast. I'm trying to get guests on my show and like do all these crazy things. But it <laughs> is still asking yourself the question of like, what am I willing to do? And then what am I not willing to do mm-hmm. in order to get where I want to go with whatever that is that's going on in your world? So I think, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a really cool concept that I think we all can use a reminder of sometimes. Totally. So I don't know. Um, even listening to your podcast too much about your backstory. So I'm really yeah. curious um, because your podcast isn't the only thing you do. So I would love to get a roundup of the things that you do do and then how you've kind of gotten to that point. Sorry, that's so yeah. vague. But like, have you yeah. always been this inspirational, like gung ho person? Um, I love the question because it's like we can go so many different directions. So I'll give kind of a high level overview of how I got here. Uh, so. I checked off all the boxes, did the thing. I went to college, got the degree, started in the corporate world, started working my way up the corporate ladder. And I think, you know, a lot of it is because we become a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group that I felt internally really confused why something was wrong. Like something was wrong with me. Something was off um, because so many of my girlfriends and even my now fiance, who we were dating back then, that was, you know, 13 years ago, um, he he had this linear path if he was going to go be a dentist. And I was working in this corporate job and it made sense on paper. I actually had great managers. I had great income, great career trajectory. And all of my friends were kind of just like, this is what quote unquote work is like. And to me, I just, I felt like there was something more. And what I mean by that is not necessarily that like being an entrepreneur is more than working in the corporate world. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur, but for me, I just knew that I was on the wrong path, but I had no idea how to get off of it. I was like, I, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I have no idea. Like what type of invention do I have? Like, what do I want to do? I have no idea. And I think a lot of people can connect with that feeling of like that uncomfortable gut feeling of something's off. And instead of trying to shove it down, like so often we do because it's uncomfortable. I was like, let me just like feel like maybe this is a gift and be more curious about what could I do? What else would be an option for me? And so back in 2014, January of 2014, I started a business on the side of my corporate job, which was in network marketing. Um, I was living in Seattle. My then boyfriend, now fiance, Sina, and I moved to New York City for him to go to NYU dental school. I started working in corporate recruiting at Google and I was building this business on the side. And that really taught me a lot of the basic fundamental skills of entrepreneurship. It gave me a lot of opportunities to speak to massive audiences of like 12,000 people. I learned that I loved public speaking, got to do a lot of cool things there. And then we moved from New York to San Diego. I got a gut feeling that I felt like I wasn't on the right path anymore. So instead of just quitting what I was doing previously, even though I knew it was no longer aligned, I came up with the same mindset where I was like, let me just try something else on this side in addition. And like you mentioned, you know, I learned a lot from podcasts myself and listening into other people. And I didn't feel like there was a lot of personal growth podcasts that felt like they were like, come with me, let's figure this out together rather than look at me. I've got this all figured out. And often when something's not being represented the way that you think it should, I believe that that's an indication that you're supposed to be the representation. Mm. So I decided, (laughs) so I was like, well, I don't feel like there's a lot of people that are like pulling back the curtain and just saying like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but come with me and we're going to figure this out together. So I just decided I would do that. So I would interview people on my show, especially early on. I felt like I was very confused and lost of what I was doing with my career. So I would interview people that wrote books about that. And I'm like, hi, I'm Keisha. I don't know what I'm doing. Neither does my audience. Like, you want to help us? Like anything you got, we're open, right? Um, that community really started to build. After about a year of the podcast, uh, we had a really good solid community around the podcast. And I just asked them what they wanted from me, which is when I started my company, She Goes in January of 2020. The goal was for it to be an events company. Ha! <laughs> ah! <laughs> in January of 2020, when it was going to be a live events company. So that was the plan. And our first event was going to be in March of 2020. Uh-oh. So curveball there. <laughs> um, 
But instead, because I had to pivot as all entrepreneurs have to do constantly and as people we do often, I decided to build a personal growth community. So I had a membership community that had thousands of women in it. And then a lot of people were coming to me and they're like, Keisha, you started a podcast. I want to start a podcast. Do you know how to do that? So I created a course and we've helped hundreds, like 300 plus women start podcasts now. And it really was just listening to what does the community want from me? What are the questions that I'm getting asked? And then the company has been built around this idea of just creating what they want. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and now here we are a year and a half into it. We're about to do our first live event come, um, next fall and lots of cool Ooh. things coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So it's been a lot of like twists, turns, ups and downs. And that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> okay. So, um, one of the things that I love that you talk about is like the BS of not knowing what you want to do. Like we're yeah. all lying to ourselves cause we're like too afraid of like not achieving that dream or we can't yeah. do it. So we just tell people, oh yeah, it would be nice to do this or have an idea. And it's like, no, you want to do something and yeah. it's okay to admit that and it's okay to do it and then fail because one thing that i I also really love about what you talk about is like trajectory like you just go and you do it yep. and you have a trajectory and the ending point might be and probably will be totally different than what you're actually supposed to be doing. It's the fact that you you're supposed to be focused on something it, yep. what you said it's that gut feeling like we we have like faith and so uh yeah. we feel like you know like god tells us like you're supposed to do this thing and it might change and it probably will change but this is what's going to get you up and going and like yep. fulfill your purpose and there's no such thing as a real plan everything's going to change and it's going to sprout off into different directions but that's where you're supposed yep. to go and so i love yeah. that you talk about that and um, I'm really curious, like, how did you figure out your why? How did you um, pivot into those directions? I think it comes from even what you mentioned of just getting really honest with yourself. Like if you were forced, if someone said, if absolutely nothing is off limits, you can do anything. It doesn't matter what other people think about it. It doesn't matter if you feel as if you have the resources or the skill set or like you could do anything. Like, what would it be? Cause people can come up with an idea if they feel pressured, right? It's like you are forced to come up with an idea. Otherwise you don't get to eat your favorite food for the rest of your life. Like, or whatever, you don't get to see your family, something more intense. You're going to come up with a solution. And it's just, it's the next thought afterwards, um, that often holds us back where I don't believe we're responsible for our first thought, which is that fear of the unknown. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Ah, our brains are pr like primed and wired to keep us in the familiar thought patterns that we're used to and to protect us. But we are responsible then for our second thought. So the first one might be, I can't do this. Ah, I'm so scared. But now it's like, okay, you're a grown adult. Now you get to be responsible for your second thought, which is like, okay, that first thought was a human reaction. The second thought is how can I start taking action to prove to myself that I actually can do this? And it comes from something really simple. I think of saying, what's that one thing that I have in my heart that I'd love to do? What's one tiny little step in the right direction that I can do in the next 24 hours to move the needle forward? Because once you get in action, that starts to build up your belief in yourself. You start to come up with these tiny little things that you can do on a regular basis to put little deposits in your confidence bucket and like help you build up that belief that even if you have a long distance between where you are now and where you wanna go, like that gap is huge, you can still get there if you're willing to start and take those tiny little actions. But when you're sitting in analysis paralysis, you have that first thought that pops on, pops on your brain. That's like, I can't do this. And then you start spiraling downwards and you're looking for all the reasons that you don't have time or you don't have resources or she's better at it than you. And you do this crap to yourself. And I think, um, the only way that I've found to actually move through it is to take some sort of action because that helps me build confidence and it helps get that momentum and that dopamine hit that we're craving when you start actually making progress. Since as humans, like that's what we want. We want some sort of progress. If we feel stuck and stagnant, then we're sitting in it for too long. And then we're just collecting all these reasons that we think we're not capable or worthy. When to your point, it's like, God, universe, whatever you believe in, it's like puts this on you, I believe for a reason because it's, it's gifted in you. And I truly believe that you're also gifted the resourcefulness to figure out any how along the way, as long as you just tap into this idea that 
the vision that you have for your life and the goals that you have that are placed in you aren't going to be like anybody else's. Even the two of you guys as really good friends and you guys want to have a podcast together and you guys want to do all these things together, you're different people. You're going to have different visions and things that are going to be important to you as you evolve as humans because we're all so unique. So it's like your job to figure out how to get out of your own way and actually go and give that gift back to the world Mm -hmm. of putting it out there, right? So that's such a strong why, you know? Like it's it's such a strong why that I'm so much more fearful of regret of not living out the gifts that I've been given than I am of, you know, what somebody else is going to think about me or failing. Cause I'm like, of course I'm going to fail. I don't know how to do these big things yet. I'm going to fail. And then I'm going to get back up. I'm going to build great resilience. I'm going to get more tools in my toolbox. And then I'm going to keep going, which is going to qualify me to handle that vision that I have, which I'm not ready for it yet, but I got to fail and stumble a little bit in order to get ready. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. You have a lot to say. Well, duh. <laughs> she, she's your twin. I know. I'm like, everything we you're saying, room. I'm like, Olivia, is that you? <laughs> we would just, the room would blow up if we were in a room together, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I always say that like when I'm 90, I'm never going to look back and be like, man, I'm so upset. I started that podcast. Like, even if it doesn't get to where I want it to be, or I'm so upset, I went on that crazy trip I've always wanted to go on. Like, you're never going to do that, but you are going to regret not trying those things. But one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is I'm trying to figure out, like, my biggest thing, like, even last couple weeks I've been thinking is when someone says, well, I'm just not that type of person. And that, Mm -hmm. like, really triggers me because I'm like, no one is that type of person. It's practice and it's a daily routine and it's doing these things over and over. And I don't know if it's like, you know, someone like the other day I had to remind, it's funny because she edits the podcast. So she's always like, are you talking to me? And I'm like, yes, I am. Um, (laughs) But had to remind her, like, I sit on my bed and I cry and I say, I quit and I'm never doing this again. Like just to remind you, like, don't worry, you know, like everyone does that. But I'm wondering, like, you know, are there certain people that maybe have that that thing to be like, yes, I could do the analysis paralysis, but I'm going to decide to not do that or I'm going to shove it down because the only advice sometimes I can give people is when you're afraid, you'd have to just put it in this little box and you have to put the lid on and then you just have to like go about doing whatever you're doing. But I don't think it's that easy for a lot of people. So what tips do you have for the people that are like, no, seriously, I'm so paralyzed by fear and anxiety. I actually can't do it. Yeah. So I don't think about putting it aside. I just think about dancing with it. Like it's just part of it. The fear never goes away. It There's no level that I've been at. There's no success I've experienced. There's no dollar in my bank account. There's no downloads of my podcast. There's no whatever that I've ever experienced that says to me, now you're not afraid. Now you're qualified. Mm-hmm. I don't ever, I've never felt that way ever. So instead I think about it with two ways to manage it. And instead of like instead of like working with it, I, I like the idea of dancing with it because it feels a little bit more fun and free. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, no matter what I do, especially for really ambitious women that are listening into this podcast or people that do feel like they're very far from where they want to go. I'm like, okay, you're always going to have a space between where you are now and where you want to go. Especially because once you start moving and you get yourself out of that stuck feeling of not taking action, because you are still taking action, inaction is still an action. It's mm-hmm. you not starting, right? So when you're sitting in that, um, you're going to have a distance between where you are now and where you want to go. And once you're taking action and you start to build up that belief in yourself and that confidence, you're going to start to let your mind trail off to what's even bigger, right? So like the goals that I have now, I still have a huge distance between where I am now and where I want to go. So in order to kind of dance with that fear, I focus on a macro vision of where I want to go. And then I have a micro focus. So what I mean by that from a tactical perspective is I ask myself, what are the tiny things like micro focus? What are the tiny things that I can do today to move the needle forward and to give myself these deposits in my confidence bucket? Like it's very easy to come up with three tiny things that you can do today that are going to help you like build up confidence and give you an opportunity to keep a promise to yourself. That's all it takes is just building up that confidence, the micro focus. Like it could be literally drink a gallon of water. It could be read my scriptures. It could be go for a five mile run. It could be, you know, launch my podcast or pick, you know, tell someone about my big dream. It could be something so, so small. That's going to move the needle forward. If you've got three tiny things that you do on a daily basis as your micro focus, you're naturally just going to build up that confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Which you're going to get to 
muster up that courage to take action. And then that macro vision is what's the big dream that if I say it out loud, I kind of want to pee my pants because it's so scary and I'm so unqualified for it. It's the big dream that I would say to my closest friend or my significant other, my sister, whatever, but I'm afraid to say out loud, have something that big right? That you're thinking about. And then it's just about labeling that space between where you are now and where you want to go. And I'm very intentional about labeling it as something that serves me. I can easily say I have so far to go. How am I going to get there? I'm not qualified. I don't have what it takes. Oh, she's so much better. She's further along than me. All this crap that we could say, or I'm like, gosh, thank you for giving me this distance giving me this time so that I can qualify myself so I can learn the skills so I can get my footing so that when I get where I want to go, I can actually handle it. How is this distance serving me? How is this an opportunity for me to grow and become a better person and a better leader and a better fiance and eventually mom, like all of these roles, like how is this serving me? So when I dance that dance of understanding that that's never going to go away, I stopped trying to wish it away. Like I'm not a big fan of like trying to be quote unquote fearless or kick fear to the curb or shove it in a corner or whatever. Like, I don't believe that that's possible. Mm-hmm. It's never worked for me. I'm like, I'll just dance with it because when it comes up, I'm like, Ooh, that means I'm doing something yeah. worthwhile. I don't want to get to the end and be like, woo, I made it to the end unscathed. I want to be like, I showed up like, and I did dance with fear and, you know, because it's difficult to do, that's what makes us so proud of ourselves think about it. Like you never do a workout that was super easy. And then you brag about it to all your friends. You're like, I did the easiest workout this morning. Oh my gosh. It was so easy. I'm so proud of myself. You're like, no, my butt is on fire. I'm like holding the wall. While I'm sliding down when I have to pee because my butt hurts so bad. It was so hard. <laughs> like you're proud of yourself. Right. Uh-huh. And I think we miss those opportunities when we're waiting for ease, when it's like doing the hard, scary thing is so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So like, that's just part of it. You know, it doesn't go away Yeah, and I don't want it to. Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday. It'll give you a notification so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want to hear from us or maybe some stuff we need to work on. We are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say. And while you're at it, DM us, hang out with us on Instagram and join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. We love to talk to you guys. We love to hear your thoughts. And honestly, we love to see it when you share our episodes. Thanks so much. And let's get back to the show. Yeah, because I mean, those moments of fear are like the moments you need to lean in the most because like you said, it means that you're actually doing something and it means that you're going outside of your comfort zone. That you're growing. I I think what you're saying is just so beautiful. Like we're supposed to like work through fear and it it is such a knee jerk reaction. It's just how we're built. I mean, it goes so far back to our ancestors and whatever cavemen um, (laughs) trying to live (laughs) in the everyday life um, and trying to protect themselves. And we literally have to trick our brains. I heard the other day that um, if you are afraid or if you're nervous, like if you have stage fright, if you literally out loud tell yourself, I'm so excited, I'm so excited, you will actually stop being anxious. You will literally, your body will literally, you don't even believe it, but because you're saying it out loud. And I I see that in so many parts of my life. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to focus on the positive right now. My word of the year is mind over matter. And I literally have to take myself out of the analysis paralysis because that is very natural to me. Anxiety is very natural to me. There's so, I have so many excuses. I can hand an excuse out to every person in this world right now for something they don't want to do. And, um, I have to tell myself, I, I now have a journal and what I love about it is it says, um, what are you doing today that is helping you toward your annual goal? Were you productive enough? What's your productivity? 
productivity <laughs> score. What are you proud of yourself about? What are you going to do better tomorrow? And then you go through your week. What did you do this week to help you get to your goals? And then you write off all of the habits and how often you're doing your habits. And then just after this one month, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like shocked by how much more I've done for myself because I'm focusing on today. I'm focusing on the ne- next task I have to do. If I didn't do it today, that's okay. I have this whole week to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's literally about like tricking yourself into not having fear. And <clears throat> one thing I, I posted on my story the other day, I think it was like from Bruce Almighty. And um, uh. It, it was like God talking to a person and um, God was like, when you pray for patience, do you think that God just gives you patience or do you think he puts you in situations to give you patience? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, that's what I want. I, I'm working so hard for what I want right now. I don't want to just be gifted and poof like all of the sudden I'm a patient person or all of the sudden I'm successful no I'm working hard so that I can become a better person because it's like through the fire that you are what's it called through the fire you're You're made you're new you're built built. yeah you're you're burned well and (laughs) (laughs) well also Lisa I think it's really important to even at least I believe that one of the biggest drivers for me to figure out life and just like work through things is I believe that we're all testimonies of what's possible for other people. So I think that you struggling with anxiety or some of these things and, and being gifted the desire to want to better yourself and learning how your brain works, which is going to be different than how Olivia's brain works or how my brain works. You are navigating how to support yourself so that you can share what you're learning in real time because you're gifted the desire to want to do that, to work on yourself, but also to want to share about it. So you can help someone else and say, Hey, take my hand, come with me. I get it. Because someone's going to connect with you if they have those similar thought patterns that they're trying to work through. But if you weren't brave enough to talk about it, and then prior to being brave enough to talk about it, if you weren't gifted the desire to want to work through it, because there are plenty of people that have anxious thoughts that are that don't give a crap about a productivity planner. They're mm-hmm. not doing anything about it mm-hmm. because they're telling themselves a story that they can't or because they aren't seeing someone else show them what's possible mm. because it's really difficult to be what you can't see. So I think all of us, our unique gift to the world is to understand that the, the things that we're navigating through, like I, for example, have 800 million tabs open in my brain all the time. I don't typically struggle with a lot of anxiety. I start a hundred million things and then I won't finish them because I get squirreled and sidetracked. Like, okay, let me show someone how you can build a multiple seven-figure business being like that because you can. Because if you don't think it's possible, let me just go be the person that can show you Mm -hmm. how you can get obsessed with the process rather than just the end goal, how you can have a lot of joy in the journey. Like the things that are often the things that we want to work through are the gifts that we get to share. And when you identify that, at least for me, it makes it feel a lot more purposeful. So it's not just about me getting to figure out how to be more productive or manage anxious thoughts, but instead you can think like, it's me doing this, teaching myself the skills that I can then teach someone else and the ripple becomes a tidal wave, which is so cool mm-hmm. and totally. so powerful. I We totally think that everything we go through is to help other people because there's always yep. going to be pain. There's always going to be torturous things going on in our lives. It's going to happen yeah. to someone. And yeah. so the fact that it happens to us, like really hard, difficult things, we see it as like, thank you so much that we get to go through this. And then because we're very vulnerable people, we get to help other people through that. Yeah. 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 You have to see it as a cool. gift. Yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, like the transparency and honesty are like the key factors in all of this. You talk about that a lot, mm-hmm, like the behind yeah. the scenes. I remember you talking about that a lot in your stories and your podcast of just showing people what's behind the curtain. Cause I think so many people are afraid to show that without understanding that like, you know, I behind this scene is my childhood bedroom that I still live in. You know, I'm almost 30 and I drive a crappy car. Why? Because everything I do is sacrificial for the work that I'm doing. And sometimes and then I talk to people and they're like, oh, you and Arturo, my boyfriend, have it all together. I'm like, excuse me. Like you, I live with my mom. Like you don't understand. Yeah. But that's why we talk about it. We talk about those things that are so important. I know you do that, too. And that yeah. is so inspirational for people like us looking to you going, oh, she is just a normal girl doing her yeah. thing trying to make this happen but I would love for you to speak more on that for the people that are scared to be vulnerable because sometimes it can be embarrassing totally to like just show it all you know it's interesting because 
that's so common to have that fear of like, it's almost like these perfectionist tendencies that come up where we say like, if I wait until it's perfect, then I think that that's going to make me exempt from other people's judgment. That's the story that we tell ourselves. But number one, it will never be perfect because perfect is completely up to interpretation. What's perfect to me is going to be completely different than what it is to either of you or anyone listening into this. So that's literally impossible. Why would we ever seek to have that as a goal that's not even attainable? But then on top of that, I think it's it's really important to recognize that who you actually connect with and who you actually probably want to learn from or be friends with or are inspired by are actually the people that are more transparent. Cause I don't follow anyone on Instagram that their pictures are perfect and like their sweaters like falling off their shoulder and like their hair is blowing in the wind and they've got amazing marriage and a crazy successful business and they give back to the world and they travel all the time and they have a six pack abs and like what, like whatever. I'm like, that is so unrelatable because I don't connect with that at all. Cause that is not my life. Like, I just, I'm like that carefully curated perfection is so unreal that I don't even connect with it. So I'm like, I'm not, you don't have any rootability to me. Like, I'm not like rooting for you because I'm like, you are pretending like it's all okay. And I, I don't admire that quality. Like I'm never going to buy a book from someone that they're, you know, their whole life path was, you know, I started this business and then everybody joined me and then I made all of this money and then I made all this impact and then my life was great. And then I had a perfect marriage and then my perfect kids and we all dressed the same. And then the end, like what? Like honestly, screw you. I don't care. Yeah, I'm like, number one, you're lying because I know that's not true. But number two, I'm bored. I'm returning your book. If you, if it was on Audible, I'm definitely returning it because I know I'm not going to like it. So that's that. So I think it's also just kind of reminding ourselves that of the story that we're telling ourselves of wanting it to be perfect when in reality it's like who do you actually like to follow or who do you actually connect with and it's not the person that's pretending like they've got it all figured out and I think there's a lot of power for people that are trying to build brands or make impact you know or create businesses or whatever of understanding to get that rootability you have to be more transparent because people don't connect with what you're selling. They connect with you as an individual. Like humans want that human connection now more than ever. The last like two and a half years have been so crazy for everything in the world. So it's like, okay, let's just think about how we can be more, like build more connective tissue with people. And it is being brave enough to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And I'm just going to be honest about it because I bet you can connect with that too. And I don't, I don't know how I would have ever built the podcast to the community that it has now or the businesses that I've done or had some of the cool opportunities if I would have tried to pretend like I have it all figured out because I don't think anyone would have connected with me. And I would have felt like an imposter. Anyone listening that struggles with quote unquote imposter syndrome, imposter implies that you're faking it. Don't fake it. And then you don't feel like an imposter. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I never feel like an imposter because I'm not trying to pretend like I know all the answers. You know, and if I do feel what some people could label as imposter syndrome, I feel that as more of like a, ooh, this is like my level up cue where I'm stretching and I'm growing and it's uncomfortable and I'm not yet the person that can achieve that. And that tells me that I'm in the game playing. Mm -hmm. So I like that feeling because I'm like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. Here we go. I'm moving through it. But the imposter, uh, this faking thing, this like fake it till you make it. I think that's probably the worst advice that someone can give is fake it till you make it. Cause I'm like, I can see right there. You're faking it and it doesn't feel real for you. And if you feel like you're constantly putting on an act, it's hard enough to be a human sometimes, but a human who's acting, I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. That's so true. Right. Yeah. And there's a difference between, I think faking and I'm putting this thought together right now, so bear with me. But I think there's a difference between faking and having courage and just saying yes, because a lot of times for me, I say yes and then I figure it out. Like, yes, I can edit your wedding video. Literally, no, never have, but I'll do it, you know? And I think it's important to be like, you're not faking that. You're going to practice, you're going to study, and then you're going to try to make it the best you can, but you're going to have the courage to say, yes, I'm going to go for this and try and probably mess up and fail a ton of times but then not look at that failure as a bad thing because everyone looks at failure as a bad thing and I don't even think failure is a real thing I think that they're just lessons that we learn along the way to make the other thing better you know um yeah but so good I mean I talk to a lot of people where I think it's fear and then the fear of failure right they don't want to let people down they don't want to fail all of these different things So from your perspective, because it is few and far between that you find a podcaster like yourself that has built the network that she has with 
not being on The Bachelor <laughs> or a reality TV show or anything like that. And that's yeah. seriously incredible. And it's an inspiration for us. Mm-hmm. And I know that you can go into that being like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to start this podcast. Everyone starts a podcast. But in your mindset, how did you just take that step and say, no, I'm going to do it. And I'm actually going to succeed in this. Yeah. So I I love your perspective on that because I think we get to de- like define what our success criteria is. And I'm very intentional about always making confidence building at the root of it so that I can stay consistent at anything. And I make my success criteria things that I can actually control. So I can't control. So we'll use podcasting. When I started my podcast, I was like, I know that I cannot control how many downloads I'm going to get on my podcast. I can control how consistent I'm going to be. I can control if I'm going to be open to constructive feedback. I can control if I'm going to put my heart into being really transparent on the podcast. I can control that I'm going to respond to every single person that tags the podcast, but I can't control what people's reaction to me is going to be. I can't control if it's going to spread like wildfire or not. Like there's, there's certain things that I actually can control and can't. And I think going into anything, it's giving yourself the grace to know that when you first start something, you're not going to be good at it. There's absolutely no way to start something to be great at it. So it's almost like you've got to go into it with the intention of my success criteria is not that it's I've quote unquote made it, or I'm successful when I get to X amount of point of downloads or X amount of months in podcasting, but it's like, that I'm willing to just show up and get good at the craft of doing it. Because my very first podcast episode, I was so sweaty and so uncomfortable and so nervous, like in in places that I didn't even know that I could sweat. And I remember like, if you go back and listen to like the very first episode, whenever I have girls that go through, you know, our, our podcasting course, we take people from like idea to launch in their, in the course. And I'm like, please don't tell yourself that like, you're going to have a great first episode. Please go listen to my first episode. I did these like dramatic pauses because I felt like it would be more suspenseful. But (laughs) if you listen to a podcast, you know, if it's dead air, you like, you're checking your headphones. You like look down to see if like, it's still plugged in. I don't know why I did that. And it was so awkward. Um, but it's cool because I'm like, my success criteria was just go. Like my success wasn't like, let me get to 4 million downloads in three years. Like that's when I feel like I've been successful. I didn't even believe that that was possible. Why would I ever set that goal? I, because I can't, number one, I can't control it, but also two, like, why would I set myself up with a goal that I didn't even think was attainable? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. My goal was do the episode, stay consistent, stay consistent at podcasting for one year. And for me, it was release two episodes a week, answer every single DM that someone sends to you and be open to constructive feedback and get better every single time. That was the goal. So did that result in a lot of downloads of the podcast and a community being built? Yeah, which is awesome. And I'm so grateful for it, but that wasn't why I started it. So I, even if that didn't happen, I would have kept feeling like I was winning because I was doing the things that I actually could control, which was, I was just trying to get better and trying to get more comfortable and trying to get, you know, more comfortable being myself Mm -hmm. to the point that now I don't even know how to not be myself. Like my fiance and I joke about, I haven't been in the corporate world since 2015. I don't even think I'm hireable at this point. <laughs> someone would be like, here, do this. And I'd be like, doesn't really work with my flow of my day. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? So yeah. um, to answer, I think it's like any, any goal that we're working on, make sure that you're defining success based off of your standards. Cause it's really easy to look at what o- other people define success as or their time constraints on success. And for me, it's like, it's going to be something I can control and everything I do, I'm focused on the process rather than what the process could produce. I have to do life that way. Otherwise it's like, I've lost two friends at age 30 and, uh, my fiance Cena just lost his dad six months ago. And the fragility of life reminds me that like you actually like people say this all all the time but like you don't know how many days you have but like you literally do not know how many days that you have so if you're so focused on waiting until you arrive at some arbitrary milestone or goal to feel proud of yourself or feel fulfilled you're missing the entire freaking point which is the days leading up to it right I mean I even do this with like getting married my fiance and I are getting married on April 9th I'm like I'm not just focused on the wedding day I'm focused focused on like, how is everything leading up to it going to be so freaking fun? Like when we pick, booked our DJ, I was like, how can we celebrate this? Like, dude, like everything, I'm not going to waste an entire year being stressed about one day. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So I think we can all, we can all do that a little more and feel a little more fulfilled in the process. Yeah. What you were saying about like defining success is like not a number or whatever it's supposed to be because it's about, it, it might not be about 4 million downloads at the end of three years. It's about like, I started this podcast and it didn't go well, but I actually learned a lot about podcasting and now I work for X, Y, and Z, or I ended up getting a job doing this because I was taking my time to art this one thing and I wasn't good at that one thing and it didn't work out or you were good at it and it just didn't work out and you ended up being super successful into something else. And so it's like, we have to change the way that we imagine failure because we're not really failing. Like as long as I think everyone just needs to continue to learn. If you're not learning something, you're declining. Like we should all be constantly learning and doing something new and putting ourselves in situations that make us uncomfortable. Does that mean yeah. you're going skydiving with me? No. Or, oh, I'll do other stuff. <laughs> no. I'm just going to play this back I'd to I'd rather start my own stuff. business yeah. than go skydiving. <laughs> I, I, I'll do that in my spare time. <laughs> it's, it's true, too, because it's like part of the success is also learning what you don't like. Mm-hmm. like part of, like start, Someone right now yeah. listening could start a podcast. They could do a couple of episodes. And their success criteria could be, to your point, starting the podcast. If you start the podcast and you don't like it, then you just stop doing it. That's it. It's there's basically three options. You either start it and you suck at it and you keep going because you love it and you get better. You start it, you suck at it and you don't like it. Then you quit it. You start it and you're nobody starts it and they're good at it. So there's only two options. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So like either way, you either way, it's a win in my perspective, because you're learning what maybe isn't the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. And you're honoring like that gut feeling and you're you're trying things on for size which is a beautiful thing to do and something to be really proud of yeah hi shakers have you been really wanting to talk about this podcast and you don't know anyone else who listens honestly shame on everyone around you but you're in luck because if you join our super secret facebook group you'll actually get to talk to other shakers and talk about like-minded things like chuginess and hotter knots. That's also where you can maybe chat with us personally or get advice from other people. Um, Also, don't forget to share this episode with someone you think needs to hear it or take a screenshot and share it on your story. It really helps us. Now, let's get back to it. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people base every like success and I do this myself. It's really easy to base success like just off of finances and money and how much you're making. And I mean, it's like no matter what, no matter what number you have in your bank account, you're going to think what it's like to have a different number in your bank account. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been at the lowest of the low and then I get to a certain point and I go, but it would be really cool to see that number in my bank account. And it's like, oh my gosh, we're, none of us are happy. We are not happy with this. So really the best thing that we can do is pursue the thing that makes us like obviously be, you know, uh, responsible (laughs) in a sense, but pursue the things that make you happy, pursue your passions because you're not taking your money with you. So what can you do now to be able to live the life that you want to live? And it might not be the people that you see on Instagram or the people that have, you know, multi-million dollar homes. And honestly, most of those time, most of the time, those people aren't happy anyway. So because they also want more because they They also want something different. Yeah. Or they they're not appreciative of where they're at or whatever. Maybe it's it's because it's not like having that much money isn't necessarily going to make you happy. It definitely helps. (laughs) But um, and and I think one thing, Keisha, that you were talking about on your podcast, we were just doing a people pleasing podcast as well Mm. uh, episode. And um, one thing that I have really noticed is um, what what's what's the phrasing that you use like peer um not like peer pressure but like the expectations pressure like yeah the expectations of like your peers or like we're we're so afraid of what people are gonna think if we do something and then we fail or are they gonna talk about how my back are they gonna think I'm weird when I see them are they all gonna be like huddled together and like saying how awful my podcast is or whatever it might be and one thing that I've really learned and noticed with starting this podcast we were just like we don't care we're gonna do what we want to do if people are gonna talk behind our backs 
it's because they also want to pursue their dreams and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like they really wish they started a YouTube channel and they tried and they stopped just off mm-hmm. of their own choice. And they're really upset that you're pursuing your dreams and that you're doing something that they really want to do. And so even if they're making more money than you or even if like they are in society's view more successful than you, you're doing what they want to be doing. So that's why like people pleasing really doesn't do you any good and and so I really yeah. love that episode I just wanted to tell you <laughs> uh, well I, I think it's a really important topic to talk about too because there's there's a couple things that come up for me when I think about people pleasing one is yes to your point you're often a reflection of being someone who goes after something to someone who maybe isn't actually doing that right so you're a reminder to them constantly you're a trigger to them by you chasing your dreams But the number two is also, we are pretty self-centered as humans generally. So we actually, as many people as you think are thinking about you are not actually thinking about you (laughs) because they're thinking about themselves, right? Which is like, we get caught up and we're like, oh, what did this person think? It's like, that person literally is not even worried about you because they're worried about themselves and what other people think about them. So we're all just these people like running around the planet, like worried about what everybody else thinks and nobody's actually thinking about us. And that sounds bad, but it's also like kind of just like humbling. It's so great. Go for it. And, and here's the thing that's really interesting. And I think really powerful as a reminder, as someone who's had my community grow, how much I don't want it to go any faster than it's growing. And when we live in an instant gratification culture of like wanting everything, Amazon prime style, we want it more quickly. Everybody's like, Oh, like get faster, get it faster. It's like, okay. As your podcast grows, as your community grows, as your business grows, whatever, you are then going to have more people that are listening into you. Well, with more people comes the fact that some people are going to connect with you and some people are not going to connect with you. So as that grows, that means the amount of people that also don't connect with you and give you negative feedback is going to increase too. That's part of the game. Mm -hmm. So if it were to happen more quickly, I'm not yet the person with the coping mechanisms and the tools and the everything that I need to handle the amount of negative that would come to I can handle this level and I'm going to slowly build to be able to handle more. So when we're telling ourselves this story of like, I want it faster and that's going to make me feel more successful. I challenge that perspective often because it's like, do you actually, can you actually handle it yet? The key word is yet, because you will be able to handle it. You're qualifying yourself in the process, but so often we just want to get there more quickly, but I'm like, just give yourself like the time to savor this stage so that when you get where you want to go, you have the tools to support it. So it doesn't all just spontaneously combust, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's a huge problem. And for any really ambitious women that are listening to this podcast that want things faster, I'm like, I do not want things faster. I want the things and I'll get there, but I do not want the faster than the pace that I'm going at right now. Mm -hmm. And that feels so good. Yeah. You know, I think that would really help with imposter syndrome too. Because you're like, I'm qualified. Like, you know your worth at that point. You know, I worked so hard to get here. I literally know everything I'm doing. Where if you just get it right away, you're like, they think I'm something I'm really not. And I think that's way more terrifying than building up to that and working for where you got. And people get to see you progress, right? Like Mm -hmm. the people that listened into your guys' first episode that are going to be along on this journey as you keep evolving, they're like, oh my gosh, like I... Like, I love Olivia and Lisa. Like, I'm rooting for them. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, it's so cool that they got this guest or mm-hmm. they, you know, are at this stage. Like, they get to feel along for the ride, which I think is really powerful. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like what Gary V says of like document over create, like bring yeah. people along on your journey. Don't try to have this perfection show people. And I am so happy that we didn't interview people the first time I reached out. Like there were people like it took a year to get them on. Or like you said, you know, you reached out to Alex a long time ago because if we would have interviewed them, then it probably would have been fine, but it would not have been as good. And honestly, probably not even as good as it would be right now because we're, we're learning and growing. And it's crazy how like interviewing and doing all this stuff, it really is just a practice. And like you said, it's like you have to go through it. You have to go through the low of the low and you just have to be patient because then also once you're there, you're not going to take it for granted. And I know that if we ever get to a spot where we're feeling really good, we're never going to want to stop growing, but we're never, ever going to take for granted where we came from. And it's important nope. to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. Um, yes. So I'm still with you on that. Yeah. Um, one of the last things I just want to ask you is um, I think one thing that you do really well is bringing people along to sit at the table with you, bringing other women along, saying there's mm-hmm. always room for people. Um, and I think that's 
really, really important. And I think more people need to do that. And there needs to be less secrets. And there needs to be more people going, sure, I'm willing to be on your podcast. Like when I got your DM back, like no one DMs people back. Most people don't email back. But you were like, you sound like a good podcast. I'd love to be on it. It's like that is so encouraging and also just like so nice. And so I would love for you to speak on that of why you have that perspective and why it's important to do that in your business. Yeah. So truthfully, anyone that's done the thing that you want to do is going to have admiration and respect that you're in the game. And if they don't, it's their issue, right? It's something that they're working on internally and they're struggling with comparison or whatever. But like, I have so much respect for people. Like I know just as you guys do for brand new podcasters, because you've done it, you know what it's like to get in the game where you're like, you know, the fear that happens. Cause like, you're like, I remember when I was there and it wasn't that long ago and how I felt about it. And I just have so much respect and admiration for people. And I think that, you know, only 20% of podcasters are women. So I want to encourage women to share their message and share their like story and their voice with the world. So I think it's like a personal mission, but also I just believe there's so much room for so many people to be doing the same thing because everybody needs to have it done a different way. That's going to resonate. Some people are going to listen to my podcast and they're like, that is my girl. Oh my gosh. I want to be best friends with her. Some people are going to listen to my podcast and say, that girl is way too much for me. Great. Because there's enough other podcasts out there that if you don't like me, go find someone else. Awesome. I'm happy that there's other options for you of people that you can connect with. So I'm just a big encourager of women in general of understanding that like, quote unquote, competition is helpful in a lot of ways where number one, if you're looking at someone else who's doing something and you catch yourself wanting to do what they're doing, that's a really amazing gift that they're giving you mm-hmm. of showing you what's possible. Mm. I purposely, like whenever I'm traveling, I go into Hudson news, like the little bookstore and I find authors that have been on my show and I'll physically pick up their books. And if I'm like friends with them, I'll text them or I'll DM them or take it on Instagram. And I hold up their books. and I'm like, thank you for going first. Cause I want to write a book in maybe two or three years from now. And I'm like, you showed me what's possible. Like, thank you for literally having a physical copy right in front of me that I can hold in my hands of what's possible. And I think of how much I learned, like someone I look up to in this space is Shaleen Johnson. She just hit a million downloads a month on her podcast and we're at 250,000 a month. And I'm like, she did that eight years. I could do that in a couple more years. Like she's showing me what's possible. And I see through her example that I could do that too. Why couldn't I do that? Right. And so I just, I think that all of us have that, you know, that need for contribution as humans, but also like there's a space and a need for you with your exact situation, with your exact circumstances, the things that you perceive as flaws or weaknesses, like for you to show up and just be honest about it because someone's not going to connect with anybody else other than you. And when you take that responsibility on, it's like, yeah, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. Like, I just care about it. You know, it's just, it's just so real. It's to my core. And I think people see through like BS. There's a lot of BS fluff out there and, you know, be what you want to see. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because those people didn't start it too. I think a lot of times people will get a podcast based off of, you know, fame that they already had, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's so cool. They have that opportunity, but there's such a difference talking to somebody who has done it. Who's like, what mic do I use? How do I set this up? This is so annoying to somebody who has never edited their podcast, has never seen Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes. They just show up and talk, which is the best part of the job. So I think there is a huge difference for, you know, the people that have gone from the beginning and then opened it up for other people which I think is awesome yeah I love that I also I think that um that competitiveness you even said like quote unquote I don't think it needs quotes around it it is a competition Mm -hmm. but it's not like we're not on the same team at the same time. Like you can be in competition with people who are on your team and you can root for them while you're still trying to beat them. Um, like I think beat them because like yeah. what what is like the beating or whatever it is. Um, and so it, and that just goes into like rethinking what success looks like. And it's okay for you to not have as many downloads as someone else, but you should always have goals and be striving towards bigger and better things while rooting yeah. people on. Like even you saying like you're texting people who um, you had on the show who have books and I'm like literally getting teary eyed. I had to like suck it back into my <laughs> eyes. I'm like, that is so beautiful. And I love that. Like being reminded 
that like every time someone we've had on the show, like something happens in their life or mm-hmm. something successful, we're like, Woo, that's someone that's on our team, like someone who supported yeah. us. Like we're so excited that we also get to support them in a special way. I love that. Mm-hmm. And people can feel it. You can feel you can't fake that genuine feeling towards genuinely wanting to support people. So if it's like if you're gonna be in this game or in this field, like and you're like that, you're you're gonna figure it out because people are gonna know that it's genuine and they're gonna wanna support you. And mm-hmm. and you can't pretend that, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Well, we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. So something good that came from something bad or challenging in any time frame. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. On Sunday, I had the worst anxiety I've ever had in my life as someone who doesn't really struggle with a lot of anxiety. And from that, I became a calm app downloader meditation person now. So I'm a regular (laughs) meditator as of Sunday. Um, And I think it was one of those things where sometimes it's like things have to get really bad in order for us to make a change. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about on the podcast of like going from good to great. And I think that's really inspiring because when everything's good, it's difficult sometimes to want to go for great because it's like Mm -hmm. it's already comfy when your back's against the wall, you're forced to make a change. So uh, Sunday, I had a ton of anxiety that was very out of nowhere for me. And um, I was like, okay, this is not happening again this way. I need more tools in my toolbox. Okay. I need to finally start meditating. So that was a big silver lining. Cause I think meditating is so cool. And it's always been something I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. But I'm like, no, it's like priority now. That's so awesome. That just came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do a good job at like not looking at my phone first thing in the morning. and I didn't even do it without thinking. I was totally thinking. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to get on my phone. And I'm usually supposed to get up and start, like, breathing exercises, like, first thing when I wake up. And I noticed I didn't do that because I forgot to. And I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm like, why am I anxious? Like, why do I feel off today? And I literally just turned everything off. I just started stretching and meditating and, like, praying doing like all of these stretches and I'm like okay give that time to yourself because that's your body telling yeah. you like you need that so I love that you're doing that for yourself oh I love that so good <laughs> well tell everybody where they can find you listen to your podcast maybe be a part of a course you're doing all the things yeah um so thank you guys so much for having me this is so fun I'm so happy to connect with you guys so my podcast is called empower her it's a Monday Thursday podcast come check it out uh, my favorite social media platform is Instagram. You can find me at Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. Uh, another cool free thing that might be awesome for your audience is I have a free pump up text list where I send out little like inspirational texts every Sunday evening. And then a couple of times throughout the week, like it's kind of like if your saucy bestie and a fortune cookie had a baby. <laughs> um, so if they text me the salsa dancer emoji to 512-548-2728. Again, that's 512-548-2728. And you text me the salsa dancer emoji, you can get added on that free text list too. So those are my fun free things. So fun. I'll put everything in the show notes so everybody can find you. Thank you so much. This was beyond. This was so good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. All right, Shakers. Thank you so much for listening. We had the best time. I just felt like Keisha was my twin and I just want to talk to her every day. We hope you guys got a good dose of not only caffeine, but inspiration and motivation to go after what you want to do and just embrace that fear. I loved that metaphor of her saying dancing with fear. It's just such a good picture of what it's like to pursue your passions. Um, You guys can scroll below to the show notes and follow her, listen to her podcast, become a part of her community because we know you're going to love it. If you haven't yet, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast and then you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. And you can also join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. So I think that's it and we will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.